welcome to this special episode of the United Nations Horror, and it's going to be part three in our Hellraiser series. This is a real special one. We have a guest on who is an author that has written a few things Hellraiser. This is Paul Kane. He's got a fairly extensive bibliography which includes books such as monsters the rainbow man the afterblight chronicles and he's also been a co-editor often with his wife on various collections including beyond room morgue and this is just to name a few a, a, a very few of his extensive bibliography now of interest specifically in this podcast is the fact that paul has been involved in hellraiser in a number of books hellraiser and its legacy uh, is a non-fiction work that paul worked on where he covers quite extensively and in detail and in a really fascinating way the first eight films of hellraiser and some of the shorts on youtube of hellraiser and some of the comics there's a lot hellraiser in this book it's great and finally he's about to bring out a very special book in my opinion which is sherlock holmes and the servants of hell where sherlock holmes intersects with the universe of hellraiser uh, and we'll be covering those three quite extensively i think in this in this podcast but first i'd like to welcome paul hello thanks for having me <laughs> yes thanks thanks for coming on was is there any apart ignoring the hellraiser stuff is there any other uh, uh of your works you'd like to sort of talk about here well, of the stuff that's out at the moment. Yeah, uh, re- recent stuff would be cool. Yeah, apart from uh, the homes, um, I've got a novella coming out. It's part of a, collect- a collection of three novellas called The End of the End, and it's a reprint of Flaming Arrow, which was an ebook last year. Uh, and that's part of the Af- After Black Chronicles, the Robin Hood post apocalyptic robin hood that i write so this is the first time it's in print and that's out on think on the 9th of august so that's called the end of the end i've got blood red which was a novel i wrote last year which came out in hardback limited hardbacks that's out in trade paperback in august i've just written a sci-fi kind of novella post-apocalyptic novella for horrific tales called the rot and that's out in september at fantasy con that's launching and for SST, the people who did Blood Red, I've got a, a kind of almost 20th anniversary edition of, of gathering together some of my best best stories called Shadow Casting, and that, I think that'll be out around October time. So oh, a few wow. things. You've got a few things in the public, and you have yeah. a website, don't you? I understand. I do. People can keep track of me there. It's um, shadow-writer.co.uk, or they can find me on Twitter, um, oh, Paul okay. Kane Shadow. <laughs> Paul Kane Shadow. All Paul Kane Shadow. Yeah, all one word. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like you're quite busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's. If if you don't mind, we'll dive into the Hellraiser. Yeah. Stuff. At first, I just wanted to go talk about Hellraiser. Your non-fiction work, Hellraiser yeah. films and its legacy. It's a book that I greatly enjoyed. I I read it and mentioned it frequently. Oh, thank you. In our first two podcasts, because I thought it was so such a useful re- resource. I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, while I didn't go into depth, I just have to say that Paul has some really interesting sort of analyses of some of the sort of subtext within Hellraiser and the other films too. But I, I, I found them really, really fascinating, actually. Oh, so oh, right. I, I definitely recommend that as a read. Now, you covered the first eight. Yeah. Uh, were you tempted to sort of revise for the ninth film at all? Um, I'll, I'll... 
I've not been asked to so far. I've been, oh, okay. been ninth and a, and a tenth, a tenth soon, weren't there? So um, tenth soon, but yes. I've actually, uh, I should also mention that I've done an interview book with lots of people involved in Hellraiser, including Clive. And there's a very long interview with Doug called it's called Hellraisers, and it's out from Avalod hopefully soon. Um, and it's almost like a companion piece to that. To oh, you'll have, you'll, have, you'll have to keep me posted so yeah. I can then let everyone on United Nations Horror know when it's out. Yeah. We'd we'd be very interested in. Oh, that. brilliant! Yeah. Now, I one of the things I found that really interested in 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 this book was that when you talked about Clive Barker, that it seemed to be no matter what they did with Hellraiser, uh, you know, in its various incarnations through the films, he always tried to engage back with it. It wasn't some artists when you take their work and sort of modify it so they they kind of disengage and and lose interest but it it came across that clive barker always tried to be enthusiastic for others that had taken his ideas and run with it would you say that's fair yeah i say for the main yeah yeah um i mean obviously uh clive's scarlet gospels came out last year in which you know he he killed off pinhead famously (laughs) so i think that that's it's always been there from like start to finish i think it's kind of you know he's always he's always been interested in the hellraiser uh mythology and, and you know keep adding to the hellraiser mythology and anybody who was doing projects around it i mean i remember the uh the old comic books from the early 90s which i, I believe uh, clive was heavily involved in yes uh, so. we we discussed some of those in our earlier podcasts and the scarlet letters in fact yeah very interesting and there's also a very recent set called bestiary which is on that's, kindle which that's right, is a really yeah. nice really nice story. for the main it's a really really nice comic book set yeah they, they were the boom well they, they almost re- relaunched the comic series didn't they the boom comics uh, yes a few years ago now and they've, they've been ongoing for a while now and uh, yeah very very uh, very nice very nice comics there. In your research of like the Hellraiser films, did you did you find it sort of came together easily? Was it a real sort of? Was it? I mean, there's a lot of material in there. Uh, did it take you a long time to uh, write this? Oh one? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, it started out as a um, you know the BFI books, yes, like the um, the Exorcist one that Mark Kermode uh, wrote. I, I was initially going to do um, just like twenty thousand words on Hellraiser. And this was like towards the end of the 90s. And um, I couldn't really get any interest for it. Uh, There was one place that was interested in doing it. And then their line of kind of uh, little short books about about films sort of petered out. Uh, And the only interest I could really get was from McFarlane who said, would you, this is great, but would you like to write about the rest of the series? So I had to kind of think, hold on a minute, because that's a, a lot of work. But um, I, you know, I chatted with Marie about it, and uh, I sort of thought about how, how much work it had been, how much research. And uh, and it was Marie who said to me, you know, you got to do this because you'll keep yourself if you don't, because it was something that I, I would have gone to the library or the the bookstore and kind of bought and 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 loved to read, and it just didn't exist. So I I, I thought, well, I'll do it then. I'll I'll kind of you know invest in. It. And I think overall it was something like six or seven years to to do that. Thing. I can believe um, it. I mean, it, it it seems like you you talk to a lot of people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also developed a lot of like the ideas within within the subtext. Uh, one one of the stories that I thought was interesting was mm. Doug Bradley. He got the opportunity to play play you know a centibite yeah. or a m- removal man, <laughs> and it was kind of was it? A, I can't remember now. Was it a bit of a toss up? Uh, well, um, 
I've talked to this, talked to Doug a lot about this, and he always says, "Well, he wanted to be seen because it was his first film, and he thought, well, do I need want to be under kind of all this makeup, or do I want to actually be seen?" But he said it, it wasn't really a, a serious kind of thought about it. He only thought about it for maybe half a half a millisecond or something like that. Mm. And he um, said, if I'd gone, if I'd gone with a removal man, it would have been the wrong choice because obviously, yes, <laughs> you know, his, yes. Co- his career. Yeah, I mean, he is, you know, one of the great horror icons, isn't it? Pinhead. Oh yeah, and, and particularly Doug Bradley doing Pinhead. Yeah, uh, it's really. How how does it? In have you chatted to him recently about it? Um, I think last time was a, was a two or three years ago when I was doing the interviews for this book, <laughs> for the uh, for the second book, and it, 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 we thought it did a really long interview which is kind of in three sections in in the uh, in hellraisers so it's like, i think it might be like the longest interviews anyway that anybody's done with Doug. so yeah there was a lot of a lot of information <laughs> can i ask for a bit of a taster how how does he feel about pinhead you know when you talk to him is he still very happy with uh, what he did and that what's yeah. happening yeah, I think. I mean, I think he's happy with with his own uh, kind of performance with it, and um, he, he he's very territorial. I think about Pinhead as well as you would be, because he's been, you know, obviously associated with it for nearly thirty years now. And there's a story he always tells where I think it's Hellraiser three, where you know Elliot Spencer and Pinhead are both in the same scene. Yeah, and he had to kind of play Elliot Spencer, and somebody else was in the Pinhead makeup and he said it was a very surreal experience seeing somebody else there and playing opposite somebody else in that in that costume and it kind of <laughs> it, 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 well it freaked him out but it's it sort of he went oh oh that's mine that's that kind of <laughs> you know i should i should be in that he said i think he said that he delivered some lines in pinhead's voice as elliot i do believe he said that to me so it was kind of almost schizophrenic <laughs> Yeah, that sounds That's very it. odd, yes. Now, uh, to move on from that one, I also just wanted to talk a, a little about Hellbound Hearts, which you yes. edited. Very interesting collection. And I did notice that you'd used at least a few of the various centipites that appear in it in oh, yeah. your Sherlock Holmes book. So, yeah. But we'll come on to that. Uh, I have to say, some of those stories are, are terrific. I mean, it's 21 stories. mm and some of them are really terrific. Some of the ones I liked definitely get mentioned in Sherlock Holmes. There's, uh, it's, oh, what's it? The Confessor. Oh, um, Sarah Pimbra's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Pimbra's yeah. story. And um, I really, I think my favourite was Barbie Wilde's yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure how to say this. I think it's Sister Celise. Sister, yeah, Celise. Yeah. Oh, I'm right. uh, <laughs> yeah. she, she does the intro to Sherlock Holmes, but uh, I particularly enjoyed that one too. But there, there are some really solid stories in it. Uh, a real twist. Uh, for anyone that likes Hellraiser, there's some great stories of, 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 of you know, different, well, 21 different, well, more than 21, isn't it? Because there's a few uh, co-author ones. Yeah, there's some, yeah. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot of people in that. I, sh- I should also mention that Bar- Barbie continued those stories on in a in a recent collection, Voices of the Damned, which is also through SST. So if you like the first one, there are two more stories in her collection. So, oh, wow. Which, fe- okay. which feature... Um, Sister Salisa. <laughs> I think I'll be picking that one up. I, I did enjoy it. It's a, re- yeah. it's a really nice, really nice set. You've edited a few collections. It's, uh, it's, it seems to be kind of an interest. It must be an interesting process. Do you, what, do, what, with these, do you kind of solicit the stories or how, how does it work? It very much depends. I mean, uh, in terms of Hellbound Heart, 
that's it was a case of kind of going to a lot of people that we knew and said uh, and saying to them you know are you a fan of hellraiser and do you, have you always had maybe a hellraiser story in mind to do because now is the, the your opportunity to, <laughs> to kind of get it out of your system if you like and and the the answer was inevitably inevitably kind of yes and yes you know i'm a fan and i've got this idea for a hellraiser story and none of them really crossed over it was it was like they're all very separate stories and everybody had kind of it's almost like if you go to 10 people and ask for an opinion on something you get 10 different answers so it's kind of going to these you know people that we know and also kind of quite quite big writers and people we've we've also kind of grown up with or come through the genre with and saying you know have you have you got a hellraiser story and the answer was was mostly yes it was (laughs) it was it came together quite yeah, and none of them felt they were stretching. Well, they were expanding the universe, but they weren't distorting it no. out of all recognition, weren't they? No, kind not of, at kind all. Of the ones I particularly liked were the ones that were kind of historical. Mm. I think it was interesting to see sort of Hellraiser through the ages, which it kind of your you know Sherlock Holmes does. Uh, yeah. You know, Victoriana and Hellraiser kind of feel like they should go together it feels appropriate but like in the you know in the uh fourth film where mm. he's jumping through time and space the the you know the sections in that settings i think 17th or 18th century france yeah yeah oh yeah. really good i really really enjoyed those sections in particular well that's it well of course the uh, there was an ori- original idea I, I don't know whether it was clive or clive and pete atkins but the their kind of original idea for the historical one was going to be in, in kind of victorian times with with sort of jack the ripper and you know that that sort of era so and then there was a kind of idea just to push it back about 100 years so yeah th- that that sort of you know there was already a feeling that (laughs) it could cross over with victorian times so cool so now we're going to get on to paul's latest book uh, that's due out on the 14th of July. You can pre-order it now on Amazon, and that is Sherlock Holmes and the Servants of Hell. Uh, as I say, you can pre-order it f- for Kindle and in paperback. Is there any other yeah. way it can be acquired, Paul? Uh, yeah, all the usual media, um, and also Rebellion, the publisher's website, the Rebellion store. Um, it's available through there, and you know Amazon, as you say, and, and just generally all good good bookstores and. and book sites really i have to say i've read it uh, i finished it a few days ago uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it i am a sherlock holmes fan i <laughs> i, I re-read and reread and reread sherlock holmes it's just yeah. one of those sort of series that i really like anyway you know obviously the what <laughs> how many podcasts i've done about it i'm a hellraiser fan <laughs> yeah. uh, first thing yeah. i have to say is the cover man that's a great cover fantastic <laughs> yeah uh, sam Gretton. yeah yeah uh, very um if anyone wants to see it, just go look on uh, Amazon at Paul's. Uh, well, just find it on Amazon. Look at the cover. It's a love, you know. It's the lament configuration in red, with uh, the the image of Sherlock, a silhouette of Sherlock Holmes. 
it, it looks beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and and the back's pretty nice too. There's like hilt chains and all that fun stuff that comes from Hellraiser. <laughs> so, uh, I really liked it. What can I ask firstly, what mm. gave you the idea for this book? Well, it's a funny kind of thing. It's grown up in the in the sort of seventies and eighties and especially in the eighties. I kind of came to the Hellraiser stuff's work um round about the same time as as the Sherlock Holmes stories and reading the you know Arthur Conan Doyle stories, so there was all always that kind of intersection, I suppose, in, in my head. And Jeremy Brett obviously was was on Granada TV playing playing Holmes, and for me, he's the, the definitive Sherlock Holmes. So there was a kind of almost like mishmash in my mind, even even then, like there are in in a lot of writers' minds, there's a bit of a kind of a, a mishmash of you know soup of things going around in your in your head. So I suppose. Even then, I was thinking, you know, these two things could could possibly go together. <laughs> but then, sort of later, on, I came to it after after Hellbound Hearts, just kind of doing being immersed in that in that um, Hellraiser world first, doing like Legacy, and then doing the fiction stuff. And I started to think about it started to come to me this idea of of, tr- of trying to sort of mesh them together. And of course, Victorian horror is quite popular as well um, at the moment. Got like Penny Dreadful and things like that. Sarah Pimber, who we mentioned with the Confessor's Tale, did a couple of books called Murder and Mayhem. Uh, also, uh, Sherlock Holmes was obviously being written about. There were, there were a fair few books out, I think, from Titan uh, by people like Guy Adams and James Grove. Guy did a kind of couple of crossovers. One was at the Island of Doctor Moreau. So it was it just seemed like the right time to do something like this, really. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we are kind of living in an age where um, it's almost like a re- rebirth of Pulp Fiction from the 30s, yeah. isn't it? Where there's all this crossover stuff, and as you say, Penny Dreadful, and yeah. there's um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yeah, yeah. comics. Uh, so it, it feels like, say, it, this feels like the, a sort of second age of Pulp Fiction, even though it wouldn't be called that, I guess. Yeah. How difficult or easy was it to fit this into Sherlock Holmes' canon? Once I started to, to, I mean, I obviously had to do a very detailed uh, synopsis to, to, you know, show Clive and to run past Mark uh, Miller, who's, who's Clive's, you know, vice president at Seraphine, and just kind of get their feedback and get their their permission to do it in the first place. So I had to really do a, a detailed um, synopsis. So it it started to just all slot together. You started to kind of see connections where things could cross over and, and what you could do with, with various things, you know, like even things like gentlemen's clubs and, you know, what's going on behind, beyond the surface of a, of a sort of gentleman's club. And it, you start to kind of think then about the Hellraiser, you know, mythology and, and like obviously, you know, clubs and uh, the Hellraiser 3 and things like that. It, things just started to kind of occur that you could do parallels. Uh, and there was a, there was a review recently, uh, Steve Dillon did for, Dread Central, which says it's almost like a sort of parallel universe, which I started to kind of think about it as almost like a parallel universe, this Victorian, you know, if Hellraiser had happened in a sort of Victorian setting almost. So it just, it it got easier once I I started to think about it. Yeah, it it feels, it doesn't feel jarring at all. It feels very natural, actually. Mm. Uh, one thing I did want to ask, though, it, now I don't yeah. want to spoil the book in any way. No, so yeah, I'm going to provide a to. lot of material. <laughs> um, what I did notice, though, I'm I'm fairly like a lot of readers. I'm fairly yeah. familiar with the Sherlock Holmes stories, mm. uh, in particular the short stories. 
uh, are pretty much all written, not all, but most of them are written from the point of view of from from Watson. Watson, yeah. yeah. Uh, and part one of this book, you stick to that convention. Was that? I do. Was that? And <laughs> uh, and, and you kind of nailed the style pretty well, actually. Oh, thank was you. That, was that <laughs> was that difficult, or did it feel natural because that's how Holmes tends to be? I I, t- I tried I tried very hard to. to not to mimic, but to, to, to sort of, you know, give it my own um, I don't know, style, but also to, to pay homage to, to Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, hopefully, and hopefully I, I sort of, I've, I've done a, a pretty decent job of that. But it was more a case of, because some of the later ones, some of the ones that, that I'm talking about with, you know, the, the newer adventures, I've read some that are from Watson's point of view and some that are from Sherlock Holmes's point of view. And there's a, there's a point where, you get to this this you know i don't want to say too much about it but almost like an intersection where it can't be from watson's point of view anymore no. and so we kind of slip into sherlock holmes's point of view we do come back to, to watson's point of view but it's it's i wanted to kind of separate them a little bit like we do you know like conan doyle did in um the hand of the baskervilles so i want to have them doing something separate for the middle section yeah and then and come back together I have to say, reading it, it was kind of a bit jarring because I got—I really felt cut. I felt, you know, oh man, this is like Holmes, uh, you know, a Sherlock Holmes story as it's usually done. And it was kind of a bit of a jump, but it worked. It worked fine, you know. It, it all came together. And in fact, you know, if you know Sherlock Holmes, there are some stories where Holmes mm. is telling the story, or it's a exactly, third person yeah. Yeah. that's being recounted yes. as were by, yeah. by Watson, and that that technique works well. So exactly. it wasn't too jarring, in fact, uh, by the end of it. Um, so uh, it seemed to me uh, you made um, a good choice with the, the way it was presented, it, uh, certainly for uh, for readers of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, thank um, you. Now, uh, this one we got, again, avoiding spoilers, but it kind of touches on some of the things within the book. Obviously, you've borrowed quite a bit of Hellraiser lore, uh, you know, movies, yeah. comics, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's a bit of a teaser for people like Hellraiser. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, avoiding any details. Was it kind of fun to put all of those elements together? Yeah, it was in it was, a way that worked. Yeah, there were sort of the, the nods. I mean, again, I like, the, I like this kind of um, use of this parallel universe thing of trying to, but it was almost almost like trying to. Uh, things that the Hellraiser fans would know, and things that Hellraiser fans would go look at something and go, "Ah, oh, right, right." You know, I, I get that. I sort of, you know, um, and even trying to 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 sort of pay um, uh, lip service to to oh, just little details of things, and and try to. I mean, there are little things in in the Hellbound Heart, little details in there that I've kind of just put in. And if you know know the uh, the book very well, you'll go, "Ah, right." Um, just down to the little details of things like the sac- sacrifice of, of kind of doves and things, you know, just little things of that you would get if you if you know the material very well. Um, so yeah, I just thought that would be fun, just a nod to various various things, even the kind of parallels to the to the um, to some of the names and things. Yeah, I love the fact that we we got some, for example, some of the Cenobites. Uh, from the Hellbound Hearts collection, yeah, uh, yeah exactly, like and from the comics, it was kind of really fun. I, I really, really quite enjoyed it. Have you got any other Hellraiser crossovers planned? I, I haven't at the moment, apart from the the interview book. Um, I'm a bit sort of Hellraiser out. 
So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll sort of come come back to it, but yeah. And again, a lot of it depends on what, what Clive wants wants to do. You know, it's it's obviously you know Clive's the governor. You know, it's it's um, his baby really, and everything's set in his his sort of you know mythology. So again, it depends, I suppose, if something comes along that that might might be of interest. But uh, yeah, I'd love to do something something else. I, I'm always up for doing any kind of. Um, Hellraiser story or anything in Clive's world. I mean, a couple of years ago there was there were the graphic, the sort of uh, motion comic things, and I I did adapt uh, in the hills of cities, which which was you know for me just like a dream come true. So uh, oh cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a whole panoply of um, gothic literature that Hellraiser would act, yeah, fit quite well well mm. with actually uh, in some ways. Um, yeah. Uh, could you just tell us about the the coming book again, Hellraisers? Hellraisers, yeah. Um, it's an interview book. It's, it's it's got all the people, all the movers and shakers, really in that in the Hellraiser world. Um, so again, you've got people like Barbie and Nick Vince and Simon Bamford, Ashley Lawrence is in there. Um, and it's it's almost like, I mean, I was involved a little bit with Leviathan last year, which was the documentary um that uh, dead mouse did la- last year uh and it's sort of it's almost like a kind of it, it it runs in parallel with that it's a similar kind of thing uh we we all we all went off and interviewed people you know separately and did did things separately but i think the two will be like um will be like a big big I don't know, bit, um, not greater than the whole, but sort of it, it will all add to the to the Hellraiser. You know um, what people can go out and, and find out about Hellraiser, uh, whether it you know be in a book or or in a DVD or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean Hellraiser is is a, f- a sort of fascinating subject. Where when is the book uh, due to be out? Well, it, it's due to due to be out very soon um i'm waiting for the final lot of edits uh because we've, we've had some back backwards and forwards with it um i think it was first announced a few years ago but uh, obviously with scarlet gospels coming along wanted to get some something to do with scarlet gospels in there last year so it was get, getting permissions for covers and things and to use those as illustrations and, and stuff like that but uh, there's some there's some really interesting i mean kevin yeager talks about um hellraiser 4 and his experiences on hellraiser 4 so for anybody who's interested in that and oh, how, it, yeah. how it became kind of alan smithy and <laughs> yeah I, I mean i really i actually quite like hellraiser 4 but uh i'm sometimes i feel a bit alone about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually quite like I it think I, it's really really some really good stuff for now particularly yeah. like the veronique um Cenobite. yeah yeah that it's really nice okay uh just to sort of repeat about sherlock holmes and the servants of hell it mm. is available pr- for pre-order uh from amazon yeah uh, and it will be coming out on the 14th of july yeah. um, ne- next so, week <laughs> yes it's imminent yeah so if you're if all if uh, this is for the listeners really if this has tickled your uh, fancy <laughs> that's the day to go get it <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be will be available at um, edge lit in derby uh the 16th i think it is the following saturday anyway after it comes out there'll be oh, copies cool. available there so if anybody's around in derby or wants to come to that event i'll, I'll be there i'll be happy to sign them oh, cool. <laughs> there will 
be some other signings as well, but you know, that's, yeah, that'll be the first one. So. Okay, I think that's um, you. You've given us more than enough of your time. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure to talk oh, to you. Thank, thanks um, for asking me. Uh, and keep in touch with any uh, any new stuff. It's particularly horror, and we'll yeah. certainly uh, post about it on United Nations of Horror oh, and keep everyone thanks. informed. That's very much appreciate. Thank you, uh, and bye from me. It's a waste of good suffering. <laughs> <laughs>